Always great to have your company for Dwayne's What Amp for Midday Madness. So the free agency period has started today and there's been one player move, James Jordan from Melbourne to the Sydney Swans and we expect a few more movements this afternoon and we'll keep you in touch with all of that. I mentioned the pressure meter earlier today. Who is under the most pressure given the free agency period has started? I mentioned a few clubs that I don't think is are in the top five like Collingwood, Brisbane, the Giants, Carlton, the Swans, Melbourne for obvious reasons. The teams that I think are in the top five under the pressure meter to get this free agency trade and the draft period right are the teams that are in the running for the flag if they get things right this trade period. But if they get things wrong, could be in for a season from hell if they miss the eight, given the expectation on these clubs, which for top five purposes rules out also teams like the West Coast and North Melbourne, because even though they are, or they need to get the trade and draft right, no one really expects them to make the eight next year, let alone contend for the flag. And I'm leaving the Gold Coast out of that, the top five as well. Yes, they are under some pressure to make the eight first time ever under Damien Harbick, their new coach, but there's no pressure on them to contend for the flag. So my top five, and I wouldn't mind your calls on this, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Who's under the most pressure to get things right in the trade period? I've got Essendon number one. They looked finals bound and a contender last year, but finished 11th. Two wins or a win and 20%, so 20 percentage points outside the eight. The Bombers want to be the next Collingwood. Year two under Brad Scott. They've got a good list, but it's probably not premiership worthy right now. The bookies have them 14th. They must get the trade period right. They know it, so they'll need to secure Ben Mackay and then overpay him to get him, but they need to get him. Todd Goldstein, they'll essentially add for free as either a number one ruck early in the season or a number two and a good backup for Sammy Draper. They'll get Jay Gresham free as well. So I've got Essendon number one, and they are improving because they know they need to improve to, I think, be a genuine contender and rise um, up the ladder from 11th. Number two, I've got Port out of the finals in straight sets. They need to do what Brisbane and Chris Fagan did this year. Chris Fagan was under immense heat to prove himself the right man. So the Lions added Dunkley, added Gunston, added McKenna, got lucky with two great father-sons in the draft. They made a grand final. Yeah, they didn't win it, but they won respect. So the pressure's off now. Port and Ken Hinckley need to do that. Perform, go better next year, get a flag, or at least get the pressure off by a good finalist performance and you know, get the fans back on board, get the belief back on board. Port know they need to improve, so... They're about to add, we think, Asava Radicalia, Brandon Zerk, Thatcher, and maybe they need another, but they'll probably lose Xavier Dersma the way it stands, but they know they need to add to their defence mainly. So I've got Port 2. I've got Adelaide 3. I don't think they can win the flag with what they've got. They missed the 8. They reckon they should have made the 8. I get that. They reckon they might have done some damage in September. Uh, they might win the flag with what they've got. They've been, they've been fairly quiet this week, though, so maybe they do believe what they've got is enough. They... They are in the race, I think, to win the flag if they just get a little bit better. But how do they get better? They lose Duday, even though they didn't have him this year, and they lose McAdam. So the extra mayo on that whole Adelaide story is right now that Matthew Nix is still not uh, contracted beyond next year. So, you know, whether they're going to extend him, a bit like Brisbane did with Chris Fagan, even though the heat was on him, they extended him anyway. I've got Fremantle at number four. Finished 14th this year. They'll finish... I think outside the top four again, if they don't improve their list, I think they need to add. And they'll lose Liam Henry, who can play. So I think Fremantle's at number four to try and do some things this trade period. Maybe they believe they've got enough. But 
I think they need to add. And number five, it's either St Kilda or Hawthorne. The Saints finished sixth and probably need to add to win a flag in 2024. Now, maybe they are more focused on continuing this gradual improvement in 2025 might be the year. And so too, maybe Hawthorne might be aiming at 2025. But I, I think if the Saints do add and they get Liam Henry, despite losing Jay Gresham, I think they get better. And they're a genuine contender if they get this trade period and draft period right. And the Ross Lyon magic of this year continues to grow. So there's my top five as I see it right now. Uh, of the teams not expected to win a flag, I think Hawthorne, I thought, think Hawthorne is under some pressure. The Hawks went backward yet went forward this year. They improved, yet they dropped three ladder spots from 13th to 16th this year. And they, their percentage dropped 10% from 90% in 2022 to 80% in 2023. But if the Hawks get Harley Reid, if they trade up to number one, and he is the next Nick Dacos or the next, or has a Will Ashcroft or a Harry Sheasel first year, then they, they could be the one that jumps the most ladder positions next year. It is the third year under Sam Mitchell next year. So the honeymoon's just about over as well. I think the expectation is that Hawthorne should rise. So a few of your calls on the pressure meter if you want to join in. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the open line number. Uh, Jesse and Glen Iris has been wanting to talk Collingwood in the grand final. I'll get to you shortly. Nick and Chadston, Harry Mackay's on your agenda. What can you do, Nick? Hey, mate. How are you? Good. Uh, just wondering, been a long Carlton fan my whole life. Um, I'm hearing these trades of uh, Mackay and Oliver. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, it's not happening now. Melbourne's put out a press release, so it's not happening. So uh, we can put that one to bed from what we understand. Um, there were a number of journalists talking about the fact that maybe there was going to be a trade possibility entertained. Well, it's not being entertained going by the Melbourne website. So uh, we can end that one perhaps. Derek in Brisbane, what can you Derek? Hello, Dwayne. How's things going? Good to have you. Yeah, uh, well, firstly, I'm a very regular listener. This is the first time I've ever picked up the phone to give you a call, so feeling a bit nervous, mate, but I hope I don't bother. No, thanks for jumping on. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a Brisbane Lions fan, mate. Um, look, I was lucky enough to, to go down uh, to the final with my, with my daughter. Um, one of the best experiences I've ever had uh, at a sporting event. Like, I've been to some massive, massive events uh, globally, mate, and uh, the whole experience, uh, despite the result, uh, was absolutely brilliant. Um, um, I suppose I've been uh, uh, in my shell for a couple of days, sort of coming to terms with the deceit. But I, I finally last night got round to watching a replay of, of the game. Um, and I, interestingly, I found um, a site on Twitter that showed the um, Channel 7 coverage were actually synced in the AFL Nation commentary. Um, so um, uh, looking at it a second time, uh, not quite as stressed out. I'm, uh, I thought Brisbane played a, a damn good game and... Um, I know statistically uh, Collingwood, you know, had more inside 50s, etc., and, and missed a few shots on goal, but uh, we were so close, mate. And uh, on reflection, I think we've had a, an amazing year, and uh, it just shows how hard it is to, to win the flag, mate. We, we were superb on the day, and um, looking at it a second time, um, uh, you know, since I've lived in Australia, I've always thought that the 09 final between the Saints and Geelong was the best one I've ever seen. Um, like, I think that one on Saturday is right up there. Hey, great to have you call, Derek. Um, we'll get your number when the Dwayne's Wood T-shirts come from the marketing department, which I'm told at SEN's not far away. Uh, we'll get one to you. Just leave your address with my producer, Mitch, and we'll try and get one to you. It'll be a few weeks, but uh, hold the line. I really appreciate your call, Derek. Jesse, Brendan, we'll come to your calls after the break. A few coming through on the pressure meter. One here. Surely the doggies are number one 
under the pump. Great list. Couldn't make the eight. Dishing out massive contracts for mediocre seasons. Matt and Glen Iris. Well, maybe the doggies should be in the top five. Another one here. Um, well, it's quite a few saying the doggies. Well, look, yesterday I mentioned after Aaron Norton's story that I thought oh, it might not be long now until Jamari Eugle Hagen signs a long-term deal. And I was actually asked by my producer, Mitch, did I know something? I know absolutely nothing. All I know is that he's out of contract at the end of the next year or it's a free agent at the end of next year and he'd be the next one. And it's maybe based on, I keep getting this text, I'm not sure how many times you've sent it, whoever, whatever your name is, but the text keeps coming through and I'll, so I'll read it to you. Jamari Hagen is poised to join Aaron Norton in signing a long-term contract with the Dogs. Uh, the deal will keep Jamari Hagen at the club for five to six seasons, close to being signed. Uh, dogs just finalising the financial aspect. So um, that's just a text. I don't know whether there's any substance to it or not, but I reckon that he'd be the next on the agenda to make sure you lock him up as well. Had a heap of text come through as well for Midday of Madness, that text machine number 0433981116. Obviously, I, I get hundreds. I don't read them all out. Some of them are a little off beam. Some of them are unreadable. Some of them are bizarre. I don't read all the bizarre ones. Uh, I just read that Jamara Eugle Hagen one out. So... Uh, there's a few more coming through now. One here, Jamara told me the other night he's going for a nine-year contract and then gave me a cheeky grin. Uh, thanks for that. So there's a lot of text mail coming through on Jamara Eugle Hagen, but uh, don't know if there's any substance to it, obviously, and maybe I shouldn't read them all out. Uh, one here I probably shouldn't read out, but I'll read it out anyway. The Nick Dacos hate still comes. Um, one here, Nick Dacos will become irrelevant in the midfield. No easy ball gets there. At least the hype on him will be over. Um I think Nick Dacos is going to be a pretty good player long term. That's the way I see it. His grand final jumper's just sold for seventy thousand uh, dollars. He's the real deal. So it's going to be interesting to see how long the haters are going to hate with Nick Dacos. But uh, you can hate all you like. I think he's had a pretty good year, and I think he's a superstar. Um, and the Copeland is tonight, so we'll see whether he wins the Copeland tonight. We'll see what Collingwood's own coaching staff think of his season and whether he does. Win it, and uh, you can watch that live on Fox Sports or Fox Footy. You can at least watch it on KO. I know that. So you can check the Copeland out live tonight on Fox. Um, Brady Rawlings from North has to be number one under pressure. Yeah, North is under pressure to get it right. I just reckon there's more pressure on those teams and those coaches who are in the premiership window but are just out of the order, I reckon, in terms of you know missing the eight last year and need to go one better. That's where I think the real pressure lies because they need to... You know, strike while the iron's hot. Uh, howdy, Dwayne. Listen every day. Grouse, shout out to John and Port Augusta. Um, obviously a fan of John in Port Augusta. Martin in Nom Penn. So wherever you're listening around the land, it's great to have your company for Midday Madness. Still plenty coming through on Clayton Oliver, who they have put out a press release to the Melbourne Footy Club. If you didn't hear that read out earlier, uh, one here I believe Oliver is staying at Melbourne once the trade period is fully completed, I believe, Oliver is staying at Melbourne. Another one here, the Melbourne-Oliver relationship has been damaged beyond repair. Look, I think it can be fixed, but as I said, uh, I saw him on the weekend and I just sensed that it just needed to be a big hug and maybe they've had the hug.